0: you are listening to the Moms Full Circle Podcast, a place for moms or moms-to-be to to come together and support one another, laugh together, maybe cry together, ask your most random baby questions to, judgment-free, and tune in to hear all things motherhood. As a mama myself, I know the importance of having a tribe to lean on during this wild ride. I hope this podcast will do that for you too. So grab a cup of coffee or maybe a glass of wine probably the video monitor too. And let's dive in. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Moms Full Circle podcast. Today, I have a guest on the podcast with me. I have Shanna Hutchinson. You might know her from Instagram or her blog, Wellness for the Win. I found her just through this social media space that we kind of actually chat about a little bit on here of moms that kind of feel like your friends that you can lean on and support each other from far away. She has the cutest little son that is just a couple months ahead of Sophia, who we chat about today. And she just gives some really practical, good, simple tips for new mamas navigating this crazy ride that is postpartum. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation and I will catch you guys at the end. Today I have a guest on the podcast that I am going to allow her to introduce herself and tell us all about who she is and what she does. So, hey, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you. All right, do you want me to just go ahead and kick it off? Sure,
0: go for it. Go for it. (laughs)
1: Sounds good. Okay, my name is Shanna Hutchison. I am a registered dietitian and wellness slash lifestyle blogger in Kansas City. Um, Some of you may know me as Wellness for the Win. Um, or that's it. That you can find me if you're interested. Um, I share a little bit of everything on my page. I like to just try to show a balanced, healthy lifestyle. Um, obviously, as a dietitian, I'm passionate about nutrition and health, and um, but I like to show how it can be realistic and, you know, achievable and affordable and fun, and, you know, you don't have to give up everything that you love in order to be healthy, um, and especially now as a mom, you know, showing what that balance truly can look like because, you know, if anyone else is a mom out there, you know that, you know, time is precious. And, you know, sometimes you have to, to take shortcuts and figure out, you know, how to be healthy in a way that makes sense and that actually fits into your life. So yeah, that's a little bit of what I share and what I'm passionate about. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll dive a little bit deeper into that today, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, I found that your page was like my go-to for all the like your Amazon recommendations because oh. Rhett is just like a couple months older than Sophia. So it was like, it honestly was like, okay, what do I need to pack in my hospital bag? Let me go check. <laughs> what was it like? You just, right. and, and you're right. Like being a mom, there is so much. And we talked a little bit before this even started, like there's just there's just so much and you think you need everything, you think you need to do everything and it can be so overwhelming. So to just have a space like you have on your page and on your blog too of like, hey, I'm just keeping it real with you guys and like this is what worked for me and just it's it's simple and it's nice to have that. I'm sure it has built a community for you too.
1: Yeah, and it's been that's been one of the most incredible things about motherhood, honestly, is like I feel like I have thousands of friends who are fellow moms and so many people like you, whether they're just a couple months behind me or a couple months ahead of me, or, you know, some people have babies, you know, within a couple of days of me. And so navigating all of it together with, you know, people who are technically strangers, but, you know, we've kind of become these internet friends that, you know, it's just so helpful as a mom to not feel alone because so many of the things that you experience as a mom can feel so isolating sometimes. Um, but we're never alone in the things that we're going through, whether it's our baby spitting up in our mouth or, you know, like something <laughs> I shared the other day, I like, so many people were like, oh yeah, I've been there, yeah. been there, done that. Um, or, you know, being up in the middle of the night, you know, with a crying baby and just all the, all these things that can be so stressful and, you know, scary sometimes, but also the joyful things too, you know, mm-hmm. celebrating the fun things and the milestones and, um, you know, everything in between. So it has been such a blessing to have a community. Um, and I've been pleasantly surprised that there's been like no mom shaming. Um, sometimes I'm like thankful, you know, it's always a goal on Instagram and just blogging in general to grow and, you know, have a, a big account and reach a you know large audience. But at the same time, sometimes I'm, I'm very thankful that I have kind of a smaller community because, for people who have one to 200,000 followers, I just can't imagine, you know, you can't screen every person who comes in to your little, you know, world. And, um, I'm just thankful that I have such a nice, friendly, kind, positive community and of people around me. Um, so that's been really refreshing because, you know, you just never know when you kind of open up your world to, Mm -hmm. to everyone to, to, you know, they have, obviously they have the freedom to comment on everything you do or say. And, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you just never know what, what kind of feedback you'll get, but I've been overwhelmed with positive support, supportive people. So that's been awesome.
0: And it's unfortunate that you like, you even have to think about like, you know, what it would be like to get those comments, but it's true. And, I think, I think you're a part of this group, too, um, Summer's Breastfeeding Group on Facebook. So when you were talking about that, that just reminded me of, like, that is such a great community. And, you know, people are from all over the place. And I remember when I first started posting some questions in there, I always kind of started with a caveat of, like, first time, Mom, this might be a stupid question. Or, like, sorry, I'm asking another question for the second time this week. And now I'm just kind of, like... No, these women don't care. Like this is truly a community. They're not judging. They've probably been there too, and that has been like a lifesaver for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. And you're you're so right. Like we always, I think as women in general, we oftentimes feel like we have to justify or apologize for things that don't require those things. But it's just a habit for a lot of us. Like, for example, today I had a therapy session for postpartum anxiety and some things that I've been struggling with. And of course I was crying. I'm I'm very much a crier, so mm-hmm. I'm like it doesn't take much for me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm crying and I of course I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm crying. And it's like we don't need to apologize mm-hmm. for feeling our feelings and for having questions as a first time mom. It's like those things are expected, you know, we're human. Um so I think that's that's helpful to to remind everyone and ourselves. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's so it's so true, but it's like second nature. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. tell us all about Rhett. So you mentioned him a little bit at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if people follow you, he's on your page and has taught you, obviously, so much. But tell us a little bit about him and even just, like, how he's doing. Like, I think about, you know, developmental leaps are such a huge thing. And you shared about him on your page. And I was podcasting with somebody last week who um, – their baby is a couple months older than Sophia too and I said it's kind of cool to have this space of moms that are a little yeah. bit behind a little bit behind because I that I can kind of look and say like oh my gosh she's gonna be you know doing that soon and yeah. so yeah, yeah. Up, update us or tell everybody a little bit about that
1: sure yeah it is so fun to see again you know people your internet friends and what their babies are doing and yeah looking ahead to what's to come um, yeah, so he will be. Gosh, what's today? Today is the ninth, so he'll be seven months in like a week and a half, um, which is mind blowing. Crazy. To me. Like it, it, it's so bizarre, and you may feel this way too. But it's like it, I feel like I had him yesterday, but at the same time, I feel like he's been in my life forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like don't. I hardly remember life without him. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. But yeah, it has flown by. This is like, and I think I think every mom says this about every season, but it's like. This feels like the most fun time right now because he's just doing so many things. Like the week he turned, I think it was the week or so that he turned six months, he started sitting up like all of a sudden. It was like overnight, you know, he was sitting up unassisted as if he's done it his whole life. And, and he, we started solids around six months, so that's been, you know, a fun thing to, to navigate and, you know, figuring out what the heck to do (laughs) with with food is a whole new world of things that we could talk about forever. But, um, so food has been a big, big thing. And he's also very close to crawling. Like he's like scooting around on his belly. My, our daycare provider calls it like a seal flop. (laughs) because He's not like army crawling, but he can get where he wants to get so fast doing that. So it's like, he is not that far from crawling, so we're like, okay, we need to baby-proof this house. <laughs> um, and he he honestly, I would not be surprised if he woke up tomorrow with a tooth poking through because oh. it's like, I know, poor baby. He's hes definitely had a rough couple of days of sleep because um, I think he's like, I mean, he's a 1,000% majorly teething. He has, like I got to daycare to pick him up today, and my daycare provider again, she's like, he has a tooth about to pop through. Like, you can see it. So, it's just a matter of time. So, hopefully, once that comes through, maybe he'll, uh, you know, sleep better and
0: <laughs> be hopefully.
1: happier. Hopefully. <laughs> but overall, I mean, he's such a happy boy and just giggles and makes so much noise. And he's just so much fun. So, mm-hmm. we're, we're, you know, over the moon in love with him. And, and I was talking to my therapist today, actually, about just, like, how no one can prepare you for how much you're going to love that tiny little human. It's like, just un, unlike anything, just no one can prepare you for it. And I I remember like the first couple weeks back from the hospital, you know, everyone kind of warns you about the baby blues and being extremely over uh, emotional and, you know, crying a lot the first couple weeks. Oh, that's normal, whatever. And, and, yes, that was the case for me, for sure. Like, I would look at him and just start crying. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how much I love you. But seven months later, that's still a thing. You know, it's, like, it doesn't go away. And it's just wild that, you know, your, your heart just is exploding 24-7. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just – it's so special and so much fun.
0: <laughs> and I don't know – like, I don't know if you found this, too, but for me, like – With all of those feelings in postpartum and like having you said that feeling like they were kind of always here like what was life like before them but I just realized that like the things that I worried about before are just so not important and like now I kind of just have my non-negotiables where it's like. Nope. You know, that doesn't matter. Like, she comes first, and that is just so not important. Like, you know, find me finding the perfect outfit to go out in right. or spending forever on my hair and makeup, it's more just like... Yes. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, it's... Yeah. I, and it's kind of cool. It's actually a shift that I think I needed, but I didn't know yeah. I needed it.
1: For sure. it It definitely makes you... You know, realize what your priorities are, or you know, every all your priorities completely change. And yes, a lot of times for the better, most of the time for the better. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, it's like it's it's striking a balance though between okay, how can I still continue to do self care and take care of me while also you know he's my whole world, and so Mm -hmm. it's that's something that I've really struggled with. And you know, because it's like yeah, it's awesome that. You know, not to brag on myself, (laughs) but my husband's always like, "She's, you know, you're so selfless, and you always put him and others above any, above yourself, and above anything." And that I know. I mean, I, I am proud of that as a mom. And you know, I would do anything for him. But sometimes I think that is part of the reason that I struggle at times. Is like, you know, I'm not maybe dedicating enough time to myself and. It's, but it's hard. It's like you, you just want to give them everything and, you know, be everything for them, you know, every possible moment that you can. And, you know, time is so precious, especially when you work full time mm-hmm. and, you know, you only have so many hours before they go to bed mm-hmm. and then weekends just fly by. And so it's hard. It's hard not to, you know, want to, to soak up every single possible moment with them. And um, and I'm breastfeeding him too. So it's like, you know, pumping is a whole nother. thing full-time job mm-hmm. when I'm away from him or I mean breastfeeding in general is a full-time job but
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah
1: it's just a lot to juggle and to balance and I'm I'm very much still still working through all of that and I think I probably will be I mean yeah. probably forever realistically but at least for sure for the first year um it's just such a, a you know juggling
0: game yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it's, like, I set a goal for myself this week that I'm going to leave the house to get the groceries. Like, I had been doing grocery delivery ever since she was born because it's convenient, but, like, I also like grocery shopping and I like that time, but then I leave and I'm, like, rushing and I feel guilty and, like, I'm just now getting to the point where I'm, like, Nope, I need that time, you know, because I have a home gym, so I don't leave to go to the gym. And when I go for walks, she comes with me and it's, I love that time. But it's also like you said, it's finding that balance of where's that time for you too. So like I know you said, you're still figuring it out and right there with you. But do you have things that you have found like that have kind of helped you get that self-care time in or that you time in?
1: Yeah. And it, it's something that, you know, and sometimes even my husband, Ethan, he'll like push me and be like, you need to go do something for you. And, you know, and so mm-hmm. I, sometimes I need that push and there are other things where I'm like, okay, which this sounds silly to say out loud, but like getting my hair done, for example, is, I mean, technically it's essential, you know, yeah. <laughs> we all make and, yeah. and I have highlights, so I need my highlights done, yeah. but you know, I need to get done it's important to me it makes me feel good and it, I think what helps is I mean as a mom in general you just have to be intentional about planning ahead obviously and saying you know okay but and you've probably experienced this it's like if you ever want to do something by yourself you have to you know coordinate so much with your partner and be like mm-hmm. okay can you be home on this night at this time yeah and this is what I'm doing and so it's just, you know, that's a huge change from your previous life where you can obviously drop drop everything and go, um, which I don't mind having to do that, but it does require being more intentional mm-hmm. in planning. Um, so that's been the biggest thing is just planning ahead. Um, but also, yeah, just kind of forcing myself to do those things. And like you said, you know, whether it's going to the grocery store and even those quick little trips can sometimes be really like, uh, I don't know. like help you recharge Mm -hmm. you know and just taking a little drive by yourself and blasting some music or listening to a podcast or whatever it is um just being by yourself sometimes can be nice Mm -hmm. um and you know recently we've kind of had a little bit of a change in schedules and I used to kind of or I used to always take Rhett to daycare in the morning and Ethan would pick him up and then lately we've kind of swapped because he's had some changes in schedule and stuff. And so he's been dropping them off and then I've been taking walks in the morning. And that's something Ethan's like, I know that that really helps you with your mental health, you know, starting the day with a walk, getting some fresh air. So he's like, I'm going to continue doing the drop off in the morning because I know that that is helpful for you. Mm -hmm. So those little things too. And again, just having a supportive partner is huge. Um, and someone who recognizes, you know, okay, this is, this is good for her. This is not so good for her. This is what, you know, just he knows me better than I know myself or um, pushes me to do things. Whereas I'll just kind of, again, put myself on the back burner sometimes. So just those little things um, has been really helpful, but I, you know, you're, I don't know, three-ish months behind me or so. And I feel like I was still struggling at that point as well with kind of getting out of the house. And so I, I will say it does get easier with time, but it's still hard. Um, like, for example, i it's hard to say. And COVID, of course, puts a whole other layer on mm-hmm. top of all this. And yeah. I actually, we were talking about this the other day, and I'm like, sometimes I really, really wonder what it would be like if I hadn't had a baby during a pandemic, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if we would be, because I think we're all just right now so conditioned to stay home yep. that it's just normal to mm-hmm. stay home. And so, you know, that makes it so much harder to, like, be comfortable going out. And we're, it's just a whole different thing with a baby. Um, and we, I had Rhett in January. So it was, like, not only was it negative 10 degrees outside <laughs> at that time, <laughs> but I, I didn't leave the house for, like, five or six weeks with him. Yeah. Um, I I was, like, scared to leave. Mm-hmm. and. For for multiple reasons, but yeah. so yeah, it's just it's hard. There's so many layers to it. Um, so yeah, you're not alone in that.
0: In that <laughs> struggle. It's so true though, and even like getting out of the house with the baby is kind of yeah. rejuvenating. Like I took her with me yeah. to run errands at Trader Joe's, and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. this was actually kind of nice. Like to just. Yeah. But with COVID, you know, we are yeah. so conditioned. It's easier to stay home. You have to worry about, you know, where they're going and what they're exposed to. And it's, like, become the norm. Yeah,
1: for sure. I would agree with you. So that would be, for any new moms listening, I I totally want to echo you and say, try to push yourself to get out of the house with the baby. Because it really is one of those things where you anticipate it have so much anxiety about it but then once you do it you're like okay that was not so bad Mm -hmm. and you know even if they do have a blowout while you're out which has happened to me multiple times (laughs) it's gonna be okay you know you know you'll change the diaper and you'll get through it just make sure you have all the stuff in your diaper bag that you need yeah um so yeah just just knowing that you know things happen and we can't just lock ourselves in our houses for the rest of our lives you know we're going to have to figure out how to navigate life now with a baby and that's just you know, our new normal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a hard thing I think for every new mom. Um, but I feel like at least for me, when I was like scared to leave, I was like, does everyone feel this way? Like, do, am I the only crazy person that like is terrified to drive in my car with my baby? No. I was so scared. Mm-hmm. I, w- I didn't even feel confident putting him in the car seat for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just when they're so little and so fragile and it's your first time having a baby, it's just, everything's yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, but you figure it out, you know, you, you learn so much as you go. And I think that's something, that's something I get asked a lot on Instagram from new moms are like, how did you learn this or this or this? And I'm like, trial and error, (laughs) you know, you, you figure it Mm -hmm. out as you go. And, Mm -hmm. you know, of course it's incredible. The the internet is a beautiful thing. And there's so many, so much information at our fingertips, but it can also be, you know, a double-edged sword. It can be really overwhelming. Um, and just knowing that your baby is, You know, you know your baby best. And so not, you know, there's not going to be one thing that's best for every single family's situation. Um, so I think you just learn so much as you go.
0: And that's like exactly what motherhood is. Like you can plan and prepare all day long, even throughout pregnancy, you can plan and prepare, but ultimately you kind of just have to get thrown into it. And I don't know about you, but for me, that was hard because I'm such a planner. I like to have control. So Not knowing, like, what is labor going to be? How's that going to go? And then what's it going to be like when the baby's here? How's she going to sleep? Like, that luckily with time has gotten better because I've learned, like, I can't control how anything's really going to go. But yeah, that I would say that for new moms is like, sure, like, expose yourself and know your stuff, but also be okay with going with the flow because that's kind of what your life is going to be now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's that's totally my what I struggle with too. Is I'm so type A planner, perfectionist, like to schedule, like to, you know, know what to expect. And so yeah, that has been a huge adjustment. And I and I talked about this a little bit. I did a, a live with Summer the mm-hmm. lactation consultant last week and we talked about just the fact that I I've been like really surprised at how patient I've been with him like I have a lot of patience with my baby but not so much other things and so you know if if my if his schedule is thrown off or something is off about him I it doesn't bother me at all cuz I'm like willing to drop whatever mm-hmm. to be there for him but if like dinner plans or something stupid gets messed up it like totally throws me off and so it's just one of those things that like I said therapy that's something that I need to work through because you know, like I said, that's going to be our lives now. It's just, you know, needing to go with the flow and be flexible. And that's hard.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. And you're just, like, you're forced into it. And there's really no way around it. So, I mean, like, kudos to you, though, too, for recognizing that that's, like, a need for you. And, and seeking the help to be able to kind of work through that. Because you do know it's, like, a long-term thing. So, yeah. I'm sure that's probably a hard thing to do but also like so necessary and rewarding too at the same time.
1: For sure it's I like already feel I mean even I think the hardest part is just saying out loud like I need help with this Mm -hmm. and then scheduling an appointment you know that's the hardest part and then just even having one session is has felt kind of like a weight lifted off me because I'm like okay I know this is This is exactly an example of a self-care thing where it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I have to prioritize this and make the time because I can't, I can't not. And Mm -hmm. my, again, like my husband is is amazing and he wants so badly to be able to help me in, you know, certain ways when I'm struggling or if I'm crying for no reason. And he, you know, he just, unfortunately he can't help me in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. And, And I'm like, I don't even know how to ask for help sometimes because I'm not sure what's wrong or what I need or you know what what would be helpful for you to say or do right now um and I don't know part of me is like okay is that am I still just are my hormones still all over the place or is this just I just I am I'm just high strong right now because Mm -hmm. I just you know I constantly worry and I've I've always been kind of a worrier but now obviously I have this human to worry about. <laughs> and yeah. It's like, even though logically I know that we do everything that we can to keep him healthy and safe and give him a great, you know, happy little life. There's only so much we can control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, again, the control thing is just so hard to know that I can't protect him from everything forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been a, a big struggle for me. Um, and something that I'm, I'm going to have to work through
0: because it's only going to get harder. Yeah, yeah, and I get, like, and you, I mean, as much as I'm sure that he loves your husband, like, mom is kind of number one, you know, and so the pressure is kind of all on us, and like you said, you know, we don't mind it in the sense of we can be patient with them and we want that time with them, but then at the same time, when you take a minute to reflect on it, it's kind of like, holy cow, that's a lot of responsibility all on me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yes, it's so true. And, and, you know, sometimes I feel like, to an extent, I do it to myself, because I I just jump to to always go be the one to go get him. And, um, you know, I, and Ethan would totally be willing, but sometimes it's like, okay, he offers to go sue them. And then he, like you said, he does oftentimes want me and want mom. And, Um, obviously I'm the only one that can nurse him and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever he needs. And so that is, yeah, a huge responsibility and a huge honor. Um, but it is a lot to Mm -hmm. take on. Um, so yeah, that's, it's just something that, you know, comes with being a mom. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it is, it is a lot to, to think about sometimes that, you know, he's, he's my whole world and I'm his, Mm um, you know, obviously, like you said, he, he totally loves Ethan and Ethan makes him laugh so much more than I do. <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah, he just loves his mama and it makes my heart melt. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it is hard.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, you are, you know, running a blog, working full time, you've got your Instagram, like how how do you like prioritize staying present in like the moment that you're in and like time with your family time with Ethan with all these other balls in the air like do you have things that work for you with staying present
1: well you know I've I've been trying to be super intentional about that and what has been helpful for me I feel like I feel like COVID has been a blessing and in the way that like because during COVID, you know, we had to be very, you know, careful about what we were doing and who we were seeing and things like that. So I think I got better at saying no because I'm inherently kind of a people pleaser. And, you know, I'd say yes more than I should. And especially, you know, with blog stuff, it's like a lot of times I get approached to do certain things and I want to do them. But I also have to step back and say, okay, realistically, do I have time for this or is this worth it to me? And I just, I just have to protect my time now. Um, so I, I would say I say no a lot more often than I used to and it's, it's really refreshing. <laughs> um, I just have to be very, very, you know, thoughtful about what I, what I take on um, and yeah, with working full time and doing my blog, you know, I, I definitely plan ahead, that's for sure. Um, and try to look ahead and say, okay, you know, I have this going on and this going on and a bachelor, bachelorette party here and a wedding there. And, um, you know, so around this time, it's too crazy and I can't do this. And, um, so yeah, definitely prioritizing, you know, saying no to things. Um, and also something that I'm really working at, which, which is obviously hard in this, you know, in this space of being, doing blog stuff, obviously, you know, you use your phone all the time. But I, and I, I love taking pictures and videos of Brett, of course, but otherwise, you know, when we're like, when I'm with him, I try to not touch my phone because I just don't want, I don't want him to be like, you know, obviously he's so little now, but they, they're so aware, you know, mm-hmm. so young. And I'm like, I don't want him to think I have this thing glued to my hand and that my eyeballs are always looking at this screen. You know, I want him to look up and see me looking at him. Um, so that's really, really important to me. Um, and I think, gosh, it's just like, uh, our kids, our babies growing up in the world with like technology is kind of scary to me. Um, just because, you know, it, it wasn't really a thing for us until we were in college, really. I mean, it, I mean, whatever, instant messengers, yeah. was a thing when we were like younger, but, um, really social media, I mean, Instagram wasn't really a thing until like the end of college for me anyway. Um so yeah it's just a whole new world and something that again you know the internet can be a beautiful thing but it can also be a bad thing mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of ways and um I just never want him to think that my devices come before him um so that's something that I'm just really really passionate about and even said something to Ethan earlier or you know as we kind of were starting solids and stuff um I'm like I I what I really want is for us to try to always sit down and eat as a family And I want us to not have our phones at the table. Those are like my two non-negotiables. And of course, you know, life's gonna happen sometimes. Maybe he gets a work call or maybe I have, you know, some content thing I have to work on or whatever it may be. But for the most part, I want that to be at least a goal and something that we work toward. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I think that's something you know, I think a lot of people are, are aware of how phones are, like, taking over everyone's lives. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's worth, you know, stepping back, I think, sometimes and, and thinking about, okay, how much time am I spending on this? And, and I have to say, too, I'm not perfect at this at all. Like, I spend way too much on my phone, admittedly. Um, but when I'm with him, at least I try not to. <laughs> so it's a work in progress.
0: But I love that. I love how you said that, like, you want when he looks up at you, that you're looking back at him. Like, that's, it's, and so my daughter, for a while, we had to do, like, football hold when I was nursing her. And so I always had two hands on her. And then recently, we've been able to switch where I can be more Mm hands-free. And I found myself, like, using that time when I was nursing her to, like, catch up on work on my phone. but same sort of thing like she's now in the phase where she gets distracted so she'll unlatch and she'll look at me but she's smiling and she's talking to me and I caught it the other day where I was like she's literally looking at me and smiling and I was on my phone like put it down and everything else can wait I don't need to multitask right now like but it's so hard
1: it is hard it's so hard and and I'm I'm guilty of that too it's like you know oh well he's nursing you know I don't need to worry about it and but I totally will do the same thing and you know even just until last week we were doing a dream feed and which that was one of my favorite things and I'm I honestly have no regrets as far as like how long we did it and I'm still a little sad that it's over but it just felt like it was time um but during the dream feed I mean he would always fall asleep on me and I would, and then I would use that time to kind of answer DMs and look at my email and plan ahead for the week and stuff. Um, Cause it was like, okay, he's sleeping, you know, I might as well. Um, but, and I'm like, I'm just going to soak up this time of him, you know, snuggling on mm-hmm. me because when, as they get older, you they get don't
0: snuggle, snuggle anymore. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, gosh, I missed that. But yeah, but he, he's the same way now. I actually just posted my story of him nursing earlier and he's like, Smacking me,
0: pulling my hair, and
1: I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> um, like, so yeah, yeah, it changes every stage of nursing. Is like, okay, they're like, you know, it's a struggle, and you can't figure out latching,
0: and then mm-hmm. they're
1: distracted, and then they're smacking you. Yep,
0: <laughs> yep, this yep. isn't
1: a good endorsement for breastfeeding, right? <laughs> I promise, it's wonderful, it is, it <laughs> is, it is but like. Love it. I love it so much, but yes, they they do start
0: to get a little violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soak up those first few weeks when all they want to do is like sleep on you because yes. Yes. then they get bigger and they do not want to hang out on you anymore. <laughs>
1: You're on the move, about the world, and yeah, and it's just so cool seeing them. Just, they just turn into little humans and you're mm-hmm. like oh my gosh how did this happen
0: <laughs> it is it's crazy like I I like to like look at the wonder weeks and just see like okay like what's, what's kind of what's going to happen and there's been stuff that I'm like she's going to be able to do that and then literally within like a week she's doing it and I'm like oh yeah. my god like <laughs> it's just crazy yeah
1: it is it is wild I know I actually haven't looked at that app in a while because I felt like and, and I'm, I'm curious if this is the case for you. Do you ever feel like you look at the leap or like anticipate the leap and it makes you a little stressed yeah. <laughs> knowing that it's coming? Yeah.
0: I like – I definitely found that I was getting in that habit where I was like, oh, God, because it will count down for you. Like, oh, two days yeah. until your leap. And yeah. so then I was like, okay, I'm just not – going to look and then like if she's off or something seems different with her sleep like then I will open it and typically I do find that it is like falling in line but I did for a while get in the habit and then needed to catch myself because it was just like I think my anxiety was like rubbing off on her because I knew it was coming.
1: Exactly yes I, I feel the exact same way so yeah I I found that helpful too just kind of waiting to see Okay, if something is weird and he's really off or, you know, something's going on sleep-wise, it can be helpful to look and see and be like, oh, okay, this is what they're going through. This is why it's such a hard time for them. Mm-hmm. This is why maybe they need more comfort than usual. And so that can help help you kind of, like, understand and, and be more, I don't know, sympathetic or yeah <laughs> yeah. Not that you're not, but you're just sometimes like, what the heck's going on when they seem like a totally different baby all of a sudden?
0: Yeah, it gives you perspective. I've also too, like sometimes I'll pull it up and I won't look at the time frame of like when it's coming, but I look at the skills because then that helps me like if I'm playing with her to know like right now the big one is rolling. Like, okay, Uh well, we could work on like some rolling together because I know that this is the right age for it. Like that's been helpful to do it that way too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, because it would give you like little tips on each different phase with all the different skills. And yeah, it is helpful to understand, you know, how you can help kind of motivate them to, to, you know, hit those milestones and Mm -hmm, stuff. And mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, it's just it is crazy. So rolling, I'm trying to think. So how many weeks is she?
0: So she just turned 15 weeks. Okay, so almost four months. So the big ones now are like, Rolling and now making like more noises, like more of the babbling noises. Yes, those are fun. (laughs) Yes, yeah. I like when I took her to Trader Joe's with me. Literally the whole way through the store, it was just like squealing and babbling. Like okay, so we like it here. So fun.
1: Yeah. Yes, Rhett likes to make lots of noise too, and he he loves Peekaboo right now. It's like a hilarious thing. It's just I'm trying to think of. I don't know, I read something about it somewhere, but it's something about, like, their understanding, I don't know, I'm not going to put it in the the correct terms, but they're just, you know, figuring out that association, and, you know, that you'll disappear, and then you'll come Mm -hmm. back, and so just Mm -hmm. watching his expression, and then he, like, giggles, and it's just so hilarious to watch, and and just so funny, because he's just, like, taking it in, and just Mm -hmm. so invested, and, like, anticipating it, like, <laughs> on my couch and then pop up and say peekaboo, and he's just, like, so happy. It's oh, my God.
0: Then <laughs> that giggle probably just, like, warms your heart. <laughs> yes, it is the best. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, well, as we kind of wrap up here, I mean, I feel like you've already given so many good, like, tidbits of information for moms in here, but what would you say, like, if you were talking to somebody that's really going to be first-time mom, getting ready to have their baby, like – I, like you said, social media is a blessing and a curse. And I think, I know I found as I got closer to my due date, I really had to be careful about what I surrounded myself with because sometimes labor and even early postpartum gets such a bad rap on social media. And it's people are just being raw and real and sharing their stories, but it definitely scared me and gave me a lot of anxiety. So what would you say would be your, like your tip, your advice to somebody that's getting ready to have their first, whether it's a tip for labor or a tip for like those first couple weeks that are just kind of a blur.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gosh, I would say for, I'll start with labor. Um, I was the same way. I, like you said before, you know, as a planner, it's so stressful not knowing when or how baby's going to come. You know, those last couple weeks are like so exhausting and just all the things so many Mm -hmm. emotions um but I would say I would encourage moms to try not to have specific expectations because you know we can't we just can't I think it's okay to have some basic wishes of what you want in terms of labor like whether or not you want an epidural or whether or not you want you know a vaginal birth or Mm -hmm. whatever it is um I think it's totally okay to have certain desires and to definitely make those known and, you know, make sure your provider and your partner or whoever knows those things and knows what's important to you, but also knowing that, once again, being willing to kind of go with the flow and know that it's probably not going to be this picture-perfect, you know, whatever you have in your mind of, of labor, um, but no matter what, hopefully, you know, the best thing that you can hope for is just a, a healthy, safe, happy baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so just knowing too that your if your body has gotten you here, then you're gonna get through it, and your body is capable and incredible. Mm-hmm. And our bodies are literally so incredible. Mm-hmm. Like just thinking about the fact that we can just grow an entire human who has eyelashes and fingernails and hair and lungs and just mm-hmm. every single thing that they need. Is just so freaking beautiful, and so with that, remembering remembering everything that your body went through to bring them here, and giving yourself so much grace throughout your postpartum journey because your body is going to change, and that's okay. For you know, it changed for the most incredible reason, and um, you know, giving yourself so much grace and just trying to. And honestly, I tell this to clients that I talk to who are not even postpartum necessarily, but just thinking about, you know, okay, how can I wake up each day and think, how can I care for my body today through food, or through movement, or through self-care, or, you know, taking care of my mental health, like, how can I care for me today, Um, rather than having this narrative of, how can I lose weight, or how can I, you know, just anything related to changing my body, just having that kind of mindset shift, I think, can be so empowering, and just such a positive way to look at things versus, you know, wanting to change yourself. So Mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to put that out there. Um, And then with the first couple weeks and honestly just postpartum in general, because the first couple weeks are hard and exhausting and all those things, but you know, postpartum is forever. It's, you know, the rest of your life really. (laughs) Um, And so I would just encourage people to really find a community, whether that's, close friends that you have or family or friends online that you've made, you cannot navigate motherhood alone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's so important, I think, to connect with fellow moms more than anything because no one else can really fully understand what you're going through. Um, You know, obviously all friends are amazing to have. And I have plenty of friends who don't have babies yet who I still love dearly. Um, but I think it's also important to have my mom friends who, who totally can relate to what I'm going through. Um, and so it's really nice to have a mix of both and just having support period is so essential. Um, and also, like I mentioned, you know, not being afraid to ask for help or go to therapy or do whatever you need to do or go to pelvic floor therapy or, you know, however you need to support yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, don't be afraid to do that because mm-hmm. um, it's literally not, not optional. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you're, you are important just as much as your baby is. And it's just like the, you know, the airplane oxygen mask thing, you know, to put it on yourself first mm-hmm. before you can care for others. And it's so, so true. Um, and obviously as we talked through, you know, it's easier said than done sometimes, but um, just so, so important.
0: Yeah, no, I would suck in all of that. I think, And that's kind of just like the progression that you go through postpartum as you kind of figure those things out that you do have to ask for help. You do have to make time for self-care. I found too that, and you kind of touched on this with the saying no, but I found that I had to stop worrying so much about like if I was letting other people down. Yeah. And, or if I, you know, did something to bother them or anything like that, like I found, you know, with breastfeeding, it is such a scheduled full-time job and yeah. I would feel bad. Like if we had dinner guests over and I had to go upstairs and I was gone for 30 minutes cause I was nursing her, I would always come back down and like ask my husband, like, do you think they're upset that I left? Like, do you think they yeah. care? Or, you know, we had to leave the party early. Do you think they care? Yeah. And I finally got to a point where I was like, I can't can't care because she comes first and I don't really have a choice here. But I think that, I think a lot of moms go through that trying to please everybody and and worrying about who you might be hurting. And you kind of just have to like laser focus on you and your family as hard as that is.
1: Yes, 100%. And that also reminds me too that something something that actually has been a blessing from covid as well was the fact that we couldn't have visitors in the hospital that was so nice because mm-hmm. you know especially as a first-time mom learning to breastfeed for the first time i literally cannot imagine having people visiting in the hospital but also even the first couple of weeks at home i would be very protective of who you allow to come over not only because of covid but also you're recovering you're healing you're, you know, of course if family or friends or someone wants to come and help you and, <laughs> and like clean your house or do your laundry or whatever let them, um, but just be very protective of your time as a family because it's very easy to want to accommodate people and say oh yeah, you can bring a meal and come hang out but truly sometimes it, it is an inconvenience you know, mm-hmm. when you're, you're trying to figure out what the heck you're doing, you're trying to, to breastfeed and um so yeah being being uh you know obviously nice about it but also being protective and saying if you would drop drop a meal on the you know if anyone asks how can I help you or what can I do for you asking them to drop off a meal or asking for a DoorDash gift card so you can get a meal for yourself mm-hmm. or something like that where it's not going to just t- t- totally throw a wrench in your day and make you like jump through hoops to to let people in um I think that's so important because that was something and also too like for me I felt very overwhelmed the first couple of weeks even even though we had limited visitors with COVID like I can't imagine having having it be normal life where you know any and everyone could have come over mm-hmm. um, so just like any visitors even family I felt overwhelmed um, because it was just you know you're just going through a lot yeah. <laughs> um, so I think just being very okay with saying no or limiting time that people are allowed to come over, or like you said, timing it around feedings and saying, okay, I'm breastfeeding at this time, so you can come between this time and this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very important to kind of lay down the law a little bit and just be firm about what you want and protective of that time. And then when you do feel ready after, you know, three or four weeks, which might sound like a long time, but really those first couple of weeks are just they such fly. a... They fly, yeah. Just, yeah, they fly by and there's just a lot going on. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for help, and don't be afraid to tell people that they can come later yeah. <laughs> when you feel more ready for them. Yeah.
0: Well, and nine times out of ten, we think that people care, or they're going to get upset with us, and they don't. They're not going to get upset. Definitely. They don't care as much as we think that they care. It's just that it's that a, that yeah. adjustment is is a big one. But yeah, I like that. Those are all really good. Really good tips. Um, so if you want to share, and I'll put this in the show notes too, but where people could find you and then where people could find your blog too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at wellnessforthewin, and it's 4-F-O-R, not the number. Um, and my blog is wellnessforthewin.com as well. So, yeah, I obviously, like I mentioned before, share a little bit of everything. And um, I just I just am so passionate about helping women be you know, live happy lives (laughs) that are, you know, where they're taking good care of themselves, but they're also not killing themselves to be, you know, fit into a certain box that Instagram or that social media says that they should be Um, just really embracing who they are and taking care of the body that they have and, and all of those things. So, yeah, I so appreciate you having me and talking through all these things that I hope, I feel like we had some really good, conversation that a lot of moms will hopefully benefit
0: from yeah um so yeah thank you for for inviting me yeah thank you for coming on if you enjoyed today's episode of the mom's full circle podcast be sure to hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our new episodes i'm always looking to expand my tribe so please reach out you can find me at caroline underscore prestano on social media i can't wait to connect with you and i'll catch you in the next episode